For Dad's Got Issues podcast, uh, I'm Charlie, and uh, over here next to me is my good friend uh, Mark. Well, a little further this week than normal. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're not next to me this week. Uh, we're doing something a little different this week, so uh, I'm I'm actually at home on my couch, and uh, I'm assuming that you're in the normal back cave area of your home. Yep. So uh, we we actually got the new. Uh, Zoom PodTrack P4 recording, I guess, mixer. And this is kind of our test run, so to speak, on seeing how well interviews via phone or computer will go for us. Uh, we weren't able to get to the spotlight during our recording session last weekend, so we figured we'd give this a test. So if the audio sounds a little bit different for this spotlight than the last couple, uh, that'll be why. But uh, hopefully I fix most of that throughout in our editing process. Um, but, uh, speaking of spotlight, uh, our tournament ended this past week and to no surprise of mine, the (laughs) Batman, the animated series ended up winning. Um, I don't want to say handedly because it was a lot closer than I expected it to be. You know, man, so like, I mean, it, it did. It came down to our two number one picks, right? You know, yeah. uh, so like, you know, and that just shows that we definitely knew what we were talking about as far as the best Saturday morning uh, cartoon shows go, right? Yeah, as far as 80s and 90s are concerned. Um, right. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series ended with 14. X-Men the Animated Series ended with 10. So... Pretty close. I mean, Batman pretty much ran through the gauntlet all the way up until the semifinals. Oh, no, even in the, yeah, in the semifinals, um, he had a pretty close, pretty close call with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But other than that, Batman pretty much ran roughshod. I don't think anything prior to that matchup-wise he had even close. I think he had a 10 plus vote on all of them. Same thing with Batman or X-Men, the animated series pretty much running through as well. But that means for the next, I'd say probably hour or so, if, if we make it that long, uh, we will be discussing the rich history of Batman, the animated series, um, everything that's spawned out of it as a, as a result. And, um, just some of just the basic ins and outs of what, uh, I think everybody, has decided is their favorite Saturday morning cartoon series from that time period. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you want to jump in? I guess, well, let's start off, like, the show started in 92, September yep. 5th, 92. Is, is, yep. uh, originally, is, it's funny, because it originally airs on Fox Kids, not CW. Right. Um, and I don't know, I'd have to look into it um, to see exactly when the CW network became a thing because at the end of the day, you know, there might not have been a, you know, a Warner Brothers outlet, so to speak. Um, right. Um, but it had a couple seasons uh, and um, it, was, it was one of those shows that, you know, kind of synced up sort of kind of with the, the Tim Burton uh, yes. uh, movies that were out, you know, at the time. Uh, but what it did is it, it gave us uh, an animated look. So you, you, we lost the black, the all black suit. We went to the black and gray. Yes. Um, but still had the uh, the oval 
uh, bat symbol on the chest. Yes. And, and uh, so CW Kids WB uh, were started production in 2006. So that would explain why a lot of the DC products, uh, whether it be Batman, Superman, et cetera, et cetera, ended up on Fox Kids instead of a Warner Brothers owned entity at the time. Um, but like Charlie was saying, you know, it comes out September 5th, 1992, makes its debut on uh, television. Um, it's a much fan affair because although they went away from the all black suit, they did have a much darker overtone within the, within the show. Um, and the way they were able to succeed at doing that was by drawing all the animation on black paper using color, brighter colors, so on and so forth, the highlight on that paper. Um, it was the first animation style of its type to ever be done. And you could definitely tell the difference of Batman, the animated series versus other animated properties that were on television at that time. Um, yeah. Um, one of the things that, that uh, made this Batman unique too was um, the just the voices, right? Uh, lots yeah. of iconic voice actors here. You got Kevin Conroy – um voicing batman and uh interesting like you know like you know doing my research for the show you know i was uh you know looking up uh you know like what are some interesting facts you know what are things that made this show even more special other than what it already gave us in in great stories right so kevin conroy was the first uh person in in animation to use two different voices for bruce wayne and batman yeah and he thought of that all on his own yeah um, and, and obviously, you know, Kevin Conroy, he, he it's, it's funny cause you know, obviously there, within the Batman community is always, who's your Batman. And, you know, obviously Kevin Conroy, he gets a lot of, uh, you know, love and affection from the Batman fans. I mean, at least the true ones, because we've all watched the animated series, everybody, it's kind of the only thing in the Batman universe. I think everybody agrees on is like you know, quintessential. It it is, it is as good as they say it is kind of thing. Um, but Kevin Conroy in the term of like, who's played Batman, he's probably the only voice actor by name that gets put into the conversation of like, okay, well, you know, Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman, but if we're going to talk about who's Batman, like Kevin Conroy's Batman. And, you know, obviously Kevin Conroy is a much skinnier, you know, a little frailer, you know, Shakespearean act. I mean, he, he is an actual trained live actor, um, but he just obviously, he's not a guy you're going to see put the cape and cow on. However, which we'll get into in a little while, um, he does eventually make a live action appearance as the Dark Knight, but that comes at a much, much, much later time. Um, and to, to hit on back on the Batman 89 Batman returns um, popularity and how that influenced the series. Initially Um, the series initially took on a variation um, of theme music by Danny Elfman. So the same guy who did the score for Batman Batman returns actually did the initial theme music for it. And then obviously they, they did eventually change the music um, to the more iconic of what we all, you know, kind of, you know, know it to be now. 
Um, but they also, when designing the sets, so to speak, for Batman the Animated Series, they went with that very, you know, hard art deco designed um, and even kind of rebranded it with their style of animation and their style of drawing as the dark deco, um, so to speak. Um, right. and, well, it, and it was really the first of its kind. I mean, like I said, a lot of the stuff that they did in here is the first of its kind. So it's it was like when, when you were a kid in 1992, this wasn't just regurgitated animation. This wasn't just, you know, your your mom and dad's super friend cartoon who you got to see the Hall of Justice and, you know, Legion of Doom's headquarters every week in the same setting. Same Like every week was something fresh, something new as far as Batman the Animated Series go, which put it in a different echelon. Like, well, as, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, you had new characters introduced. You had, you know, just different stories that hadn't been told in the comics before, yeah. right? And, and and that's what made it such a such a good series is because there wasn't something where you go, oh, I know what's going to happen. You know, you you watched because you wanted to see what was going to happen. Yes, and you know, you know, Paul Dini, uh, Bruce Tim, you know, Alan Burnett. Uh, Eric Radom, Ra, Radomolsky, Radomolsky, yeah, you know they're they're the producers, um, uh, executive producers, uh, Gene McCurdy, McCurdy, and then Tom Ruger. I'm a, I'm gonna go with Ruger for that one. Um, <laughs> you know they they saw the series pretty much through its entirety, um, from start to finish. So there was a level of consistency between each episode. Um, each episode acted as its own standalone episode, unless they did some sort of longer story arc as a result. Um, but you know, we will get into a little bit of like what episodes we enjoyed, you know, we'll get into episodes, you know, you know, what, you know, the pundits slash critics enjoy. Um, but the pilot episode on weather uh, on leather wings, um, got a lot of people. So I guess people were concerned with Saturday morning cartoons being as dark as Batman, the animated series wanted to run and you know, how, you know, gritty and more, more adult oriented essentially. Um, but apparently when on leather wings debuted, it debuted to great numbers and great critical review. It kind of got a lot of the, the heat off of, the producers, so to speak, um, in the long run. And then obviously it went on for a three-year run as far as original release. Um, but it was immediately followed by the new Batman Adventures, which is just a basically Batman, the animated series 2.0. Um, right. same, same people, same, you know, same character, you know, same animation style with the dark, you know, colors or whatnot. They just transitioned to... I guess, I guess you you could say a more cartoony. Yeah. Style. Well, but the, the thing was like um, one it, of the one of the things that I was I was reading was um, any episode you know where where you know Robin ha- was part of the uh, part of the episode. Um, he, one Robin had to be older. He yes. couldn't. He couldn't be a child because you know the executives are worried. Like, oh no, we're gonna have this kid fighting. Even though you know you have the Power Rangers on the same, 
yeah. same station, right? You know, teenagers, you know, fighting giant, uh, giant monsters in, in robot suits. But apparently Robin had to be older uh, in order to be able to go and fight all these bad guys. Um, but uh, he, he, what was it? He had to be... Um, trying to remember off the top of my head what it was um he had to be part of like the entire episode like there wasn't a way where uh you 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 could or i think it was more for the the adventures of batman and robin not uh not the original batman the animated series because robin doesn't show up until later on but uh yeah robin had to be part of every episode um, with the exception of one, there was uh, there was one episode where they were able to, uh, I think, uh, get away with just doing Batman. Yes. Yeah, and um, you know we 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 see through just the evolution of the show and um things like you know basically where it started, where it finished, uh, what we've gotten since, obviously, you know, there's been other Batman animated series that have come out as a result. Um, so just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading some interesting facts, so to speak about, about the series. Um, but, um, so when we, start to dive in here. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the impact, cultural impact of the show. Obviously there's toys, there's TV, um, there's movies. Um, it's, it's not just a television show, so to speak. Um, but we'll talk about, you know, some of the, the bigger episodes, bigger moments. Um, we'll dive into speaking about, you know, the, the two spinoff movies essentially that came as a result of the, the series. Um, and then, uh, we will talk about, you know, what we think of it as, as a whole. So as far as top episodes, obviously subjectively to the, to the <laughs> user, to the user, I, I should say, um, for me personally, I like the, I like the the Christmas episode um, with Joker. I think that's probably the for me like the one I watch. I go back and I watch the most. It's the one that when like I sit down and I watch something with my daughter or I do whatever. Like that's one that I you know I watch Christmas with Joker, um, and that's something that I've always. I mean, it might have just been because it was one of the ones that my mom. Um, had put it on the VHS and record it for me, but I do think it is one of the more iconic episodes because it's it it gives I believe um, the first introduction of Joker to the series um, because on Leather Wing um, is on September fifth, and then shortly after that you get um, a handful of episodes and then you get Joker. Uh, Christmas with Joker. Um, I don't believe before Christmas with Joker, there was a Joker appearance in the animated series. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, 
and it, you know, trying to remember like every single episode. I'm, yeah. Like I can't remember when when he shows up. Um, so I was always a fan of uh, anything with with Scarecrow. Like I enjoyed the Scarecrow character. Yes. Uh, from the from the animated series. Uh, so nothing to fear. Um, was like one of those shows where you know, like you you're 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 getting introduced to this villain uh, and and what he can do. And, um, you know, like the, the scare toxin is, is definitely part of, uh, you know, Batman lore at this point, right? Like, yes. you know, what be with the movies that came out years ago, but really, you know, this is like, as a kid, like this was my first, like real, even though Scarecrow had been around, I, I, I didn't know much about him, but watching, but the it show, also, that episode put you, I mean, so this is the first two, first, this is two of the first three episodes of Batman the Animated Series. So you have On Leather Wings, um, which introduces Man Bat. Episode two is Christmas with Joker. And then Nothing to Fear is episode number three. So obviously you get your first introduction to Mark Hamill's Joker in episode two. Um, brief. It's maniacal. It's it's kind of dark. It's dreary. It's got a Christmas theme, which is cool. Um, but then you have so it's funny because I'm looking at this actually. So the original well, air nothing to fear. Nothing to fear was the tenth episode in the series. Yeah. So so yeah. this is this is they, maybe it was somebody was ranking them. <laughs> Yeah, I have no um, idea what this is. So it's supposed to be a, a comprehensive list of must-watch Batman. No, it's a comprehensive list of the episodes, but it's supposed to be an uh, order of release date, not. Hmm. Weird. Um, well, so like, but but again, like we get back to what we're talking about, and you know, the scare tops in, and so like this is this is Bruce getting well, Batman, you know, getting hit with the 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 the, the gas, and then you know, uh, his his greatest fear, you know, you're you're seeing Batman in a mentally weakened state, and, and you know, his biggest fear is his parents, you know, being disappointed in him, <laughs> uh, and you know, like. You know, as a kid, like you, even though you know we're not so, superheroes, uh, uh, our parents didn't get gunned down in the alley. At least, God, I hope not. <laughs> so I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking at this fandom page, not to cut you off. Yeah. So, produ- production-wise, there was all kinds of different orders and in, in 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 things for production. But as far as air date goes, um. Episode episode yeah episode number episode number ten was technically nothing to fear. Uh, first right. episode was the clat the cat and the claw part one, um, which you actually don't get in, you don't get a follow up until the following week in part two. But you get one two three four five six um, six episodes in between episode one and episode eight, um, which introduces a slew of bad guys. You get Catwoman, you get Man Bat, um, Mr. Freeze, uh, Clayface, uh, Rupert Thorne, Joker makes his, um, his debut actually September 11th, 1992 in Joker's favor. Um, but if you go back and look, 
there are some bigger names that worked on this show other than the normal, you know, the Paul Dini's, the people that we come to expect. Marv Wolfman actually wrote um, Feet of Clay, and that's within the first 10 episodes. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, to go back to what you were saying, you know, like how, you know, the production order and, and the actual release date and everything were all different. Um, that was something that, you know, I, and I don't know how frequently this happens in, in, in the animated world where they go, hey, we want you to make all these episodes. We don't care what order you make them in, but this is when they're, this is how we want them to release. Yeah. And I, I, I can imagine, I, I can't, or actually, I can't imagine like, trying to be somebody, you know, uh, you know, like an artist or, you know, a, a writer or something. And they're like, all right, so we want you to make these episodes, but they're not going to be in order. Like, like, I, and that's, I guess, why the shows can be standalone episodes though, yeah. is that they don't have any real storyline continuity. Yeah. You can, you can get away with making an episode, you know, that's going to air, you know, in three weeks, but another one, um, will, you know, air, you know, next week. And, uh, the one that airs next week, you know, you do, but, yeah. you, you did that, you know, a month ago. And so. Batman the animated series wasn't afraid to enlist the use of some more lesser known, you know, bad guys. You got the clock King. Um, at the time I would say Mad Hatter probably wasn't a big name. Um, sewer King, is definitely one people if you remember the underdwellers um episode where basically batman finds like that whole colony of lost children um that are living in the sewers with the sewer king and you know working at his disposal so to speak um that's an episode that sticks out to me because it is a bad guy that sends that episode i don't know if we've ever seen used in print or used in you know what i mean like and if somebody really wanted to do like a black label offshoot Batman story with something that they could kind of tie back into what is a popular topic in the real world as far as things go, you know, save the children. I mean, Sewer King would be a decent one. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 kill, the children of Gotham are slowly but surely disappearing and, you know, it's kind of gone on notice, but now they're in the hundreds and Batman needs to figure out what's going on. And I feel like that, yeah, I mean, we've been especially in this day and age with everything that that yeah. happened in the world, you know. Unfortunately, yeah, and and um, I mean, you know, I, I we we were joking before we started recording that you know we've booked WWE to this point, but if DC wants to steal an idea too, I'm I've got right. no, no no issues here with that. Um, but yeah, we get some sort of some sort of credit somewhere yeah. down the road, like just you know mention our names or or you know give us that uh, that that uh, splash panel you know in a in a art print or something yeah. signed by the artist and we're cool right? <laughs> but um so yeah I mean and I so I'm just looking at different like I said I'm just looking at, at the different the list of of episodes um, and I think you know. When, when when it boils down to what you remember or what you deem to be the best as far as episodes or characters or this, that, and the third, it really boils down to what you enjoyed as a kid. You know, yeah. what kind of what kind of superhero fan were you? Um, did you like the heroes that pushed your or did you like the villains that pushed your heroes? Did you like your heroes that, you know, built your other heroes around them? You know, obviously you, they, you know, they introduced Nightwing in 
the second iteration of Batman the Animated Series um, and the adventure continues where they have Tim Drake, I believe, as Robin. Um, right. They just completely skipped over Jason Todd, probably for good reason. Well, during um, that time, you know, people weren't a fan of Jason Todd for, yeah. you know. Um, well, I mean, we you know, not we, because you and I were way too young to, to kill him, but, you know, everybody else at the time yeah. decided to kill him. So, But, you know, if uh, you go and you look at um, so, so you look at the the, the 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 popularity of the show at the time, but now the lasting popularity behind it. So you have in episode seven, Joker's favor, which introduces the Joker to Batman the animated series. You also have the introduction of Harley Quinn, and I don't think anybody can deny or anybody can say that Harley Quinn is not the. I would say she's probably the B to Batman's A for DC Comics at the moment. I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a more mainstream popular character. There's a more mainstream character more popular at the moment than Harley Quinn. No, I, and uh, I I have always made the joke that uh you know Harley Quinn is DC's Deadpool. And she is. Right, you know that you know they they just put her in everything because you know Come good, bad, or indifferent, you know. People are gonna, Harley Quinn is gonna, yeah. Harley Quinn's gonna be part of it. People are gonna pay attention if Harley Quinn's there. Yeah, and, and you know, nothing against Harley Quinn the character or anything. It's just, you know, it's it, same thing like with with Marvel. Like I don't need Deadpool and everything. You know, I don't. Yeah. I didn't need a, a Deadpool Gambit story, uh, but we got one. And her um, and her appearances throughout the animated series, I believe, are genuine. You know, first time valued position within the show. You know, but she was not. I mean, if we're in in in, t- in a wrestling term, she was not booked very well. You know, she was very weak. She wasn't. You know, she was easily foiled. She wasn't like this formidable foe for Batman and 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 Robin, so to speak, or back even Batgirl. But through, I guess just print in time and obviously, you know, women's movements and wanting to, you know, empower, you know, women characters, obviously she's become kind of the spotlight case of, you know, female male abuse, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like she was in obviously the most abusive relationship in DC comics. I mean, she was dating obviously the most, you know, psychopathic individual that they have. So it makes sense that she was being beat. She was being abused that, you know, basically she, she was experiencing Stockholm syndrome, so to speak. Um, and then more recently she has not been, and she's, you know, stepping out of the Joker's shadow, so to speak. And she's definitely gained her following um, as far as fan base and loyalty, like you said, to her brand. I mean, like I said, there is no denying she's 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 B to A at this point for me. I mean, when you go to any store, it's DC merchandise, you have Batman and you have Harley Quinn and then you have the rest of them underneath. Um, right. Well, and and I and I mean, I guess let's think about this. If if not for the show, there is no Harley Quinn. Yes, you know, and then and that's kind of that that should speak volumes about what the show has contributed to, you know, even the modern day DC universe. Like, 
again, without Batman, the animated series, there's no Harley Quinn. If there's no Harley Quinn, there's no, you know, and again, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever people thought about the Suicide Squad movie, right? Yeah. I mean, she was, she was the, the main focal point of that movie. You know, even though it's a, it's a team movie, there's a reason that Harley Quinn gets, an, uh, you know, another movie with, with Birds of Prey. Um, there's a there's a reason that Harley Quinn gets her own show. There's a reason that you know we're getting another Suicide uh, Suicide Squad movie, and you know that uh, you know Harley will definitely be at the at the focal point of that. But without this, without Batman the animated series, none of those things really really happen. We're, we have a completely different set of uh, heroes, I'm sure, or uh, rogues, not heroes. Yeah. And um so when we talk about appearances things like that I uh, um I'm looking into it now. So it looks like October of 97. So that would actually put us into Batman the animated uh, sorry, the adventure continues portion of the animated series. And I'm, I'm going to include the latter years because it wasn't like the show suffered yeah. in those years. It wasn't gone. It was no. just a different name. It, that, well, this, so oh, that, was the, that was the transition from Fox to CW. That's all that was. Right. Um, so the reason why I wanted to kind of, you know, fast forward a little bit is because we actually get into the... Um, team up of superman and batman at that point um real quick before i forget so did you did you know that uh and i'm sure you did but um for anybody who's listening uh tidbit is that the fact that the title of the show is never shown in the uh in the the original in the intro yes because they're like hey Everybody knows this is Batman. Yeah. You don't need to waste time making a, a logo or, a, you know, anything. I mean, eventually there is a Batman, the animated series logo and, you know, that we all, I think, are, are familiar with. But, you know, there's nothing like in that intro where there's an actual title. No. So, so if you watched it originally, you get the, the, the traditional intro video vignette of him you know, stopping the bank robbery up on the roof with a lightning bolt, so on and so forth. But you also get that title panel. You always got a title panel that was drawn beautifully for the episode. Um, so you got that, so to speak. Um, but like you said, you know, you didn't get, um, you didn't get that, um, like Batman or, you know, or bat or Batman, the animated series at any point. Right. Um, okay. So yeah, just had to give indulge my, uh, my ADD. (laughs) Um, so I, I was trying to figure it out. Um, when the first, I guess, team up between Batman and Superman within the series was, um, It looks like it is World's Finest, October 4th, 1997. And it actually um, spanned over three episodes, the 16th, the 17th, and the 18th. Um, Actually, and it wasn't even a part of Batman the Animated Series. Now that I'm reading it, it was a part of Superman the Animated Series. 
Hmm. So that's the first time, that's the first meeting between um, Batman and Superman. I'm pretty sure they made that into, um, they made that into a standalone film. Uh, I can't remember. Um, I, but I, yeah, I mean, I know they did. That, the Batman Superman eventually it leads to you know the the Justice League cartoon, which a lot of people really enjoy. Yeah, the Batman Superman movie, World's Finest, nineteen ninety eight. So you don't get a crossover, so to speak, um, in Batman the animated series with Superman, but Batman the animated series allowed the spawning of Superman's animated series, which then allowed the spawning of the Justice League series, um, which I think at some point at, later on we'll we'll discuss some Justice League stuff, on a, maybe a spotlight down the line, but because um, that's another animated show I think has a lot of a lot of complexities and a lot of good stuff um, involved well, in it. Um, so, well, so Batman the animated series it, it it is the the show with the most spinoffs of any animated television show ever. No. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, uh, so um, the most spinoffs from an animated television show ever include Batman, The Mask of uh, Phantasm, Superman, The Animated Series, The New Batman Adventures, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, Batman Beyond, Static Shock. Yeah, so so Static's a a relevant one right now because Milestone's return. Um, Obviously, you know, with everything going on in the world right now. Um, but I think hearing that, obviously we can kind of, we can foray into some other stuff. So we'll get into some more of the spinoff stuff that you mentioned earlier. Um, I guess we can start with mask of phantasm. Um, obviously that's the big one that everybody always points to. Um, I actually, I actually watched it last week with my nephews and my daughter for Batman day. Um, came out in 93 debuted in theaters, which to most people, they're like, that's not a big deal, but it kind of is. Yeah. For, for a a non Disney animated movie or, you know, one of those, like, you know, I mean, there were, yeah, there were plenty of animated movies, but from, from a superhero standpoint, yeah. I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. So um its budget was six million and had a seventy-six minute runtime. It released on Christmas Eve nineteen ninety-three and ended up making five uh, just south of six million dollars at the box office. But obviously the royalties and everything that it's made since then are just astronomically outweigh the initial box office, so to speak. Um its legacy, uh for me personally, I think when you think of superhero movies that make theatrical debuts, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the, 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 the kicker, so to speak. Um, so overall, I, I don't know if there's an animated series movie or animated movie Superhero wise, it's better, like theatrically. I can't think of one. I mean, there's not many. No. But um, yeah, so, I, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain to see, like, 
you know, animated superhero movies. Uh, I mean, what what else is there? Um, so because it's it's hard to compare it to something if we can't. That just shows you, like, if we can't even think of one, yeah, right off the top of our head, yeah, that that's how big of a deal this movie was. So you, if you go and look at it on Rotten Tomato today, um, let's see what. Let's see what our, our Rotten Tomato score is in 2020 for um, Batman the uh, Mask of Phantasm. Um, so Batman Mask of Phantasm, based off of 32 critic reviews, is an 84%. Its mm. audience score is an 88%. Critically acclaimed... If you take that with other related, like, I guess, Batman movie, it would, it has to be one of the highest rated of all time, of all, of all Batman movies. Right. I mean, so obviously it's in a different category. It's in a different category, so to speak, but as far as movies go, I mean, so I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. So for me, Batman and Batman Returns are two of the probably best Batman movies. They're at an 80 or 71 and 80 respectively. So Batman Returns is certified fresh. Um Batman Hush is at 88%, which I think is extremely generous. I did not think that movie was that good. Um, <laughs> Batman vs. Two-Face is at 100%. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's 100%. And I saw that. I actually did see that in theaters as well. That's a newer release, 2017. It's actually the last movie, last project, I should say, that um, Adam West worked on for Batman. So that might have something to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at different things. I mean, on here. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it, it's definitely one of the highest rated, highest, probably the highest rated, accurately rated movie on here, now that I'm looking at it. Um, but for me, like I said, I watched it last weekend. It's aged well. It's one of those things. So they redid Batman the Animated Series for the DC Universe, and they did it with, um, they they did it in you know Blu-ray, 4K, HD, whatever, remastered. I kind of wish they would do that for Mask of Phantasm as well, because when you watch it now, when you stream it, it's it's still not it's not HD. It's not up to date. And I mean, that adds to the aesthetic of it. it. You're basically watching it in its original state, which is cool. But I would much rather prefer, you know, full screen versus that, you know, what's it, the the little block they give you for standard def on big TVs now. Um, but uh, I think it was the first, also the first foray. Obviously, we spoke about having Harley Quinn. Um in a role where she's kind of more of like, you know, the damsel, not necessarily, I guess, in distress, but the damsel that wants to be in distress. Um, right. Mask of Phantasm put a female behind the mask, so to speak, of Phantasm right. as the bad guy, um, and, which is a big step 
because she stood toe-to-toe with Bruce. She stood toe-to-toe with Joker. She was avenging, you know, her family's, you know, deaths, essentially. So, you know, I think it's definitely one of those things that when you see it, you're like, you know, when you look back on it now, like if you you basically, you can show this to your kids and you can be like, okay, well, everybody's kind of pretty much represented equally here. Um, and then obviously we move on. We got that in 97, but then the following year, now this wasn't, I don't believe a theatrical release, but you get Batman Sub-Zero with Mr. Freeze. Um, and anybody that grew up in this time era knows that that was right around the time that you got Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> so when you compare the two movies, which is almost unfair, <laughs> Batman and Robin on Rotten Tomato has an 11% <laughs> uh, rating, where Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero has a 92%. Uh, through 13 critics and the audience score is 67% which I don't I mean you have 77,000 ratings there um, right I would say I would say it's it's so 12 rated it fresh for the um, critics and one rated it rotten because um, there's always got to be one person yeah well that's that's just <laughs> natural um, and, uh, and, and I'll, and I'll put them on blast, a manual Levi with no quote available, gave it a two out of five, every other, every other critic that I guess is certified through Rotten Tomato gave it, you know, uh, gave it a, a certified fresh. So one person ruined it from being certified fresh. And he had no quote available. So that's the equivalent of going on to like a restaurant's page, leaving a bad review and then not telling them what they need to do better. Right. So I'm going to discredit his opinion and say that he's a terrible human being. Um, (laughs) So, so, uh, (laughs) but we got all our, you got all your, for, for both movies, you got all of your, your, your voice cast back in tow so it wasn't anything there wasn't all these new voices and things like that like you see all the time in the dc animated universe these days um the animated series voices were the animated movie voices at that time um which is nice um yeah but like i said it's nice having consistency yeah and and i i do think these these 60s so this was a 66 run the last one was 78 i believe i said um they these longer movies gave producers a little bit more time to write and develop the story all in one, which I think makes for a good viewing experience. They've aged well um, in 2020. Like I said, Mask of Phantasm was just as good the other day, watching it start to finish as it was 20 years ago. Um, But those characters are still some of the most popular characters out of the DC animated slash Batman animated universes. Mr. Freeze, Mask of Phantasm, The Joker, Batman. Batgirl is 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 featured very heavily in um Sub Zero. Um those five or so characters, I think to this day are still are, are some of the the more popular animated series characters that we got out of that show. I think that Mr. that that version of Mr. Freeze 
to this day with like the capsule, you know, helmet, the style, the animation style is, is the most popular version of Mr. Freeze. That's my, because obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't do it. Um, no. Batman and Robin. I'm, I'm just curious to see exactly when Batman and Robin came out. Um, it was, had to be like 97. Yeah. Like, same. So it was the year before. So basically Batman and Mr. Freeze, you could almost say was their swan song and, or, Hey, we're sorry. Here's a good Mr. Freeze story <laughs> in place of, of Batman and Robin. Um, but obviously you get the spinoff, you get those two, those two highly successful movies. They're still popular to this day. I'm sure they still sell DVDs or do a ton of streams and things like that. Um, on top of that, though, like you said, you got Superman animated series, which I believe ran for a year or two. Um, and that had pretty decent success. Um, and then you had, which I think for at least for all, my generation, Batman Beyond ended up being a series. I don't think they, they knew what they had when they had it, but now fans love it. I mean, if you want to talk about a successful jump to the future and the way to do it, Batman Beyond is it. Every oh, other yeah. every other superhero has tried. Every other brand has tried to do this. And fans just are like, nah. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man It's not my Batman. It's, or, it's I'm yeah. sorry, not my Batman. But it's not my Superman. It's not my it's not my Spider-Man. It's not, you know, it's it they they didn't Whatever they've tried to do, like, I mean, Young Justice kind of, you know, kind of did it, but those those characters were their own thing. You know, Terry is Batman. Yes. He's just, the, he, like, he's not, you know, Bat Kid or yes. something like that. No, he, he's Batman. And, like, I've, and, and, and I've covered and that's it. That's how we accept it. And I've covered it in Hot Off the Press as well that, you know, the, the Dan Jurgens run that's wrapping up here shortly has, has reestablished Terry McGinnis and he's not like, he's not as dependent upon Bruce in this, this series. And I would, I wish they would come back with another animated series that booked Terry as independently as this comic has done it. Um, but right. I, because at some point, even, even Bruce Wayne will, will, will succumb. You know, he, he will die. It will happen. And, and Terry will be left yeah. to and, do it all on his own. And they, and like I said, they've done a, they've done a beautiful job of setting that reality up to the point that there's fans that want to see it in live action. They want to see more animation. They want to see more writing of it. They get upset if the book gets canceled or, or, or stopped for a prolonged period of time. It's just something... You can almost say Terry McGinnis' Batman is as ingrained in society as Bruce Wayne's Batman is to this point. Not in popularity, but in fandom. People yeah. like people appreciate Terry McGinnis as much as they appreciate Bruce Wayne, so to speak. Um, well, plus you can't argue the suit is cool. Yeah, <laughs> you, like yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a cool looking suit. It's the black and the red. Um, you know, and yeah, it was, I don't know. But, it was, it was, it was a starch deviation from what we were accustomed to. And it gave yeah. you, you know, the Neo Gotham 
Gotham being essentially cleaned up, so to speak, but starting to rear its its ugly ways again and needing a Batman, so to speak. But you do right. you get you get older Barbara Gordon involved. You get you know throughout the series you get different older versions of 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 other characters. Kevin Conroy reprised his role as Bruce Wayne, so you had the original animated Batman playing Batman. Um, and then obviously everybody's favorite brother from Boy Meets World is voicing Tara McGinnis. Um, yeah. You know, everybody loves Will Friedel and he does a tremendous amount of voiceover work and he's another very respected talent within that community. And <clears throat> that's why it plays into the idea that you could bring this series back. All these people are still alive and young enough they could do another year or two, three if they wanted to. Right. And I think... If you could give me a DC black label type slash almost Harley Quinn type show where it's more adult oriented, like on HBO Max for Batman Beyond, that'd be a home run. Nobody would deny that. No, I, I think that you know, like, there's definitely a, there's definitely a market for it. You know, um, what we've seen is is you know people don't necessarily mind the the darker. DC universe and it, it, it's good because you know it definitely is a contrast to what we've been given on on you know the other brands uh, side of things right yeah. you know Marvel is is you know trying to be you know the the beacon the the shiny light that everything is everything is awesome so to speak to rip off another franchise right you know yeah. uh, with Lego but um you know, the DC side, you know, it, it did get darker, it did get grittier. And, you know, I, I think, you know, you and I are obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're flag waving, you know, uh, you know, buy into the, the DC, you know, whatever they do, uh, train, uh, at all times, right? Like, you know, we, we, we've made that no secret, but, yeah, you know, we like the, we like the darker stories because they're, they're, they're more real. I, I and I hate saying it like this, but they're more realistic, yeah. you know, like they're, they're more grounded in, in real world, you know, the real world, the real life. And, uh, I think that's what separates DC and Marvel is Marvel is, you know, the stories that you're like, yeah, I mean, it's cool. you got a lot of cool special effects. Yeah. There's lots going on. Um, but I can't really, we, we suspend belief, but you, you suspend it only so much. Whereas with DC, you're like, I guess this could have, I mean, dark side coming in, you know, Steppenwolf coming in, like those are things, but like in the Batman universe, you know, yeah. there can be crazy people and, and you can, you, you know, you obviously the technology isn't there for, you know, uh, well not at the same level for, for a Joker or a Scarecrow or Mr. Freeze, but there are crappy people out there that, you know, that maybe they're not enhanced, but, you can you can go. All right, we're just a few steps away from this possibly being a thing that can happen. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, Batman Beyond spawns into the Justice League. Um, Justice League is like we said, a, a series we could dive into later. I'm not going to dive into that too much. Um. But you know, you get you get the the Cartoon Network run of, of Justice League, which is is heralded as one of the 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 best animated series of all times. Um, but you also get comics out of Batman, the animated series. So you got Batman um, adventures, 
Batman and Robin adventures. Um, and then even now, um, you get Batman, or then you also got Batman Gotham Adventures. So you got three separate comic series that kind of like run co you know, coincide with the show. You get three separate comic series through the lifespan of the show that run side by side. Um, so not only in TV, but also in print, which because that's where like you get your first debut of Harley Quinn in print and you get, you know, debuts of some other characters and so on and so forth. Um, but, but but Batman Beyond obviously gets his own comic a, as a result of the show's popularity. Um, but these are just you know these are all things that have kind of come out of the web of that 1992 classic, you know, and what it what it was and what it is to the world. Um, to the point to now in 2020, we have a new Batman animated series comic book um, that's being published published digitally, but also being published. Um, in print that, you know, it, it's a couple weeks behind, but it, it's very good. And in that incarnation of the comic, they're actually introducing characters that were never introduced into the animation. So you're getting Deathstroke, you're getting Red Hood, you're getting Azariel, you're getting different characters that obviously are more popular because of print or other forms of Batman media, but you're getting them in that animated style, so to speak. Um, and they were doing as a result of that comic book series, they were doing, they were doing toys through DC direct. Um, and, and you were getting Deathstroke, Red Hood, Batman, uh, the Joker, Batman who laughs or whatever, you know, you were getting all those characters, characters you've never seen animated prior to that point. You know what I mean? And I got to say, man, I am, I am super stoked for Deathstroke. Like, yeah. So. So the news about that is, I mean, and we'll cover this a little bit next week. Um, they actually have canceled a bunch of those. Um, I believe Deathstroke, Red Hood, and the most recent Batman is being <clears throat> sent out, but I believe they canceled the Batman Who Laughs and Azariel. Hmm. So, um, I mean, that's that's probably coming down as a greater portion of the DC Direct. Uh, shut down and so on and so forth but it'll be interesting to see what all is being canceled moving forward as a result of that um but uh yeah i mean i've enjoyed like you said batman the animated series is something um i enjoy a lot i think you know anytime i get a chance to get my hands on some old school batman animated series merch or the dc direct line of batman the animated series figures i have of of the first wave, I have like ten or twelve of them, um, and they're like the fully articulable, like collectible figures that come with stands and all the other cool shit um, that DC Direct was doing at the time. And I enjoy those figures tremendously. I don't let my kids play with those, you know. I, yeah, I mean, they, well, especially at the, at the price point, right? Like, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, you, I but when I see breaking a thirty dollar figure, yeah. But when I see like the figures I used to have as a kid, the ones I had that vanished um i i try to pick those up too because those are those are those are the figures i played with as a kid as a you know as a child and i i i you know i want you know at some point hopefully be able to give those to my kids and let them open them up and play with them just like i did and those toys are made better than the new stuff they they lasted longer yeah yeah um i still have my batman like from when i was a kid um he doesn't have the cape anymore, but I still have the actual figure. 
he's you know sun faded and beat up but it's one of those like i can't i can't yeah find a way to get rid of so it you know the, what i mean so the first <laughs> the first batman toy so this will show my age i wasn't born well i was born i guess when <laughs> when the show debuted um but i was like one so i wasn't i wasn't extremely competent um, at that point Oh, no, Dude, I, I always forget. I, 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 wasn't. I always forget like how much of a gap we have between us. Like even though it's nothing crazy. So I wasn't. I wasn't born when it debuted. It, it debuted a month prior to my my birth. But my first Batman toy, and I'll actually try to look it up real quick. My first Batman toy, um, was a McDonald's Riddler figure. Um, from the show and I, I got it in a happy meal. I didn't know what the hell it was, but, um, that was my first ever first. It's where he's holding. Is it, was it the one where he's like holding like the Q, like, uh, like launcher. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, or was it, oh no, wait, that one was where it was just a regular Riddler figure. Yeah, so he just, didn't have, he wasn't, they didn't he have, didn't have anything. They didn't have anything. I got a Riddler. Yeah. That's all I got was the Riddler figure. And, Cause I'm looking at it right now. The, the series had, the series had Catwoman, Batman, Riddler, and Batgirl. And then you could have got Penguin, Joker, Poison Ivy, Two Face, or Robin in like vehicles. vehicles and I just yep. happened to get I happened to get that Riddler figure. And I took that thing everywhere, my mom said. Like, you know, she obviously reminding me of these things. But right. I do remember the figure because I I want to say I still have it somewhere. I don't know where, but I'm pretty sure I have it. Um, but I think that might have been one of the figures that was just left behind. I mean, it's not it's a it's a happy meal figure. It wasn't like something right. special. To, to take or steal or sell. But like I said, you know, that was what started the spiral, so to speak. You know, that's what got, piqued my interest, you know, and uh, got me into the Batman realm of things. But like I said, you know, watching the show, like my mom, just like Batman 66, she would record them on VHSs and we would just play them on repeat in the house. You know, I'd sit in my room and I'd watch Batman, you know, whatever it was, the animated, the 66 series, whatever, whatever I could get my hands on. And like I said, just over time. So I most closely relate my Batman fandom to the animated series and to Batman 66, some, where some people were introduced to the character through comics or movies or whatever. You know what I mean? Because my right. first real movie I could go and see in theaters of Batman was um not Batman Probably and Robin. Batman and Robin. No, not Batman and Robin. The the one prior to that. Um Forever? Yeah, Forever. So, then, so I would have been I would have been f like 5 at that time. Okay. So um or no, hold on. When did Batman Forever come out? It was uh yeah, it was like 95. So I would have been like 3ish. I I I went so the reason why I know I went to see Forever in theaters was because I have a photo of me with Batman for Batman forever for Batman forever. They did like a, a, a person there taking photos, you know, the fucking movies were back in the day. Everybody yeah. was there. Um, it was a, it was an event. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it came out in 95. So I remember seeing 95 and I, or, or forever. And obviously the one I remember 
like cognitively remember is obviously Batman and Robin. But I don't, but I mean, if you follow our show, no way, shape or form is Batman and Robin my Batman. You know, (laughs) I, I more, like I said, if it's not, if it's not the animated series, which we're talking about, it's 66 or Batman with Jack Nicholson um, or Michael Keaton, so to speak. But like I said, I do think that, you know, this animated series has stood the test of time. I think it's fandom doesn't wane. I think DC needs to capitalize on it a little bit more. Um, Like whether it, it is bringing back the show and doing more episodes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you can literally just bring it back and do the same shit you were doing. Just do it in HD and do, and and put it out modernly. Whether you do it on HBO Max or you do it on, you know, whatever. People are going to watch it. It's oh proven. yeah. I mean, this would have been something that that would have definitely you know like if they would have redid Batman the animated series with new episodes uh, on the on the DC universe. We we probably might still have the DC universe yeah. as an actual thing. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to show, you know, Kevin Conroy has no problem with coming back to do the character, and right. I think it might take some convincing to have like a Mark Hamill come back. But I think a lot of the people who did the original series, I, I don't know if they're doing much right now. Uh. Mark Hamill doesn't. Luke's Luke well, is dead. So yeah, yeah. What, what else does he have going on? Yeah. So my thing <laughs> is, is if you want, you know, if you wanted to pay him, a, a, everything's about money, and if you have yep. enough money to throw at it, people will do it. So I think, you know, I th- I think if anybody from DC happens to be a dad and listens to us ramble for an hour <laughs> or so on end, bring it back. I mean, because you're going to have an entire, like, we already have an entire generation of kids that are forgetting about things that matter. You know, we, we you know, having to explain to kids what 9-11 is, is, is mind boggling to me as, as a young adult, because I'm like, I was, a, I was around for that. But like, you, yeah. you, you tend to forget as history, as time goes on, things become history. And as things become history, they become talked about less. So my well, my biggest fear is that yeah we did so we did this poll in 2020 with a bunch of people around our age voting on it and Batman the animated series won but yeah. in 20 years I can't say anybody will even know what it is Yeah I mean other I mean, than you know, will. hopefully hopefully our kids you know like you know we well we as dads we we pass on you know the things that we love and things that we enjoy like my kids you know like Power Rangers, right? Which was part of the tournament and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my kids, they love Power Rangers. But it's not the modern Power Rangers that they love. It's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. The stuff from, you know, the stuff that I, you know, I was I was at the perfect age, right? Because I had Batman the Animated Series. So, like, I was at, I was, I was the target demographic, right? When Batman the Animated Series came out. Just like Power Rangers, just like Ninja Turtles. You know, all those all those things that were part of our tournament, you know, like I was in that prime, uh, you know, I was the I was the target. Right. And um, I don't know, man, like, you know, those are the things that I like. But I go and I introduce those things to my kids and that's what they prefer. They prefer yeah. those to to the, the newer stuff. And I always think that that's funny because, you know, with with how <laughs> not so much the animated, not the animated stuff. But anything that was live action, 
you know, you go back and you watch it like, oh man, like just imagine if they could do it with today's technology. Yeah. Uh, like you, you lose some of the campiness of it, but uh, yeah, and, you know, it still, it still turns out good. And then, like I said, you know, we, we, we've covered the releases of the new video game systems. I mean, I'm looking at just the list here of animated series games. So you had a Game Boy, PlayStation game, you had Vengeance on and Rise of Sinzu. Both of those are like PS2. I played both of those. Um, Batman the Animated Series on regular Game Boy. Um, so you, you've got a bunch of, you know, you had Batman and Robin, um, on Super Nintendo. So you, you've got a bunch of, say, you have Sega Genesis had a Batman and Robin game. So they took advantage of that as well during that time period. Um, I don't know if you ever played, uh, Rise of Sinzu or Vengeance, but those are probably two of the best Batman games of all time. They're just so good. And it's because it's an animated game. You know what I mean? So it's right. it's easier. It's an animated show, so it's easier to, like, you're not, like, looking for, like, facial details and things like that. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I distinctly remember playing. You want to know how you get me to order an Xbox? Tell me I can play Batman Vengeance on Xbox. Because <laughs> I will play, I will, I will buy an Xbox just to play. I think I actually played Batman Vengeance on GameCube. If I'm not mistaken. Oh wow. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure I had it on PlayStation too. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like I said, I mean, these are these are all things. Obviously, you know, Kenner did the toys um, back in the day, so that's nostalgia in and of itself. Anything Kenner related, at least in my opinion, for our generation, it's is nostalgia. Um, right. But like I said, the, the show. I mean. I, I didn't look up its overall rating. Batman, the animated series. And I hate using Rotten Tomato, but yeah. they, I mean, they're, they're what everybody uses. So on Rotten Tomato, Batman, the animated series is a 95% average rating. And its audience score is a ninety-eight percent. Right. That that it was that, good. <laughs> yeah, that in and of itself is that good. So my thing is, and and then if you do, um, Batman, uh, Adventure continues. Right? Isn't that with the second series? Yeah. Hold on, Batman. The adventure. So, um, but yeah, so th that that's obviously the first iteration that we all closely. The adventure continues. That's so a comic book series. What what was this? <laughs> what was the second? Sorry, the new adventures of Batman. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see if, if that hold up held, holds up as well. New Adventures of Batman. So, like I said, I mean, we kind of knew when we put out, when we sent each other our, our stuff, um, <laughs> that it was going to be 
between, you know, it was going to be between probably X-Men and Batman. But I think we we knew that Batman was going to, it's Batman. I mean, I, I hate to yeah. say it, like it, it's an easy win. Um, there's actually not a Rotten Tomatoes score for that uh, series. Mm. Um, not enough reviews, so to speak. But, so, like I said, I, it stands the test of time. It's spinoffs stand the test of time. It's marketing is still booming. It's nostalgia booms, so that makes anything that you have from back then that much more valuable. Um, and as long as DC capitalizes, hopefully this comic is popular enough that they're like, you know what? Maybe we bring it back. Maybe even if we just do like a one-off season and see how it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Another movie, just something. Yeah, just, just something. Was- yeah, something along those lines. Well, they kind of did give us another movie. Um, so Batman and Harley Quinn, um, which is not very well reviewed and f- rightfully so, um, was an- animated in the same style. And it was written by, um, I'm pretty sure that was, pre- yeah, it was, it was written by Bruce Tim. So, I mean, it's tough because that is such a, I hate, it's such a bad movie. Yeah, it was Um, not good. (laughs) No. Um, But, like I said, it, that's probably the closest we've gotten to a modern, um, a modern animated series installment, so to speak. But we'll see. I mean, the DC animated universe is obviously going in a new direction. I don't think this Paul, the I don't think the Paul Dini style animation uh, or uh, Bruce Tim style animation is going to come back and make a comeback. I just don't. Um, but I do think that you know, like you said, give us more movies, give us more spinoffs, give us something. I mean, like I said, give me a Batman Beyond series. Give me, give me something. And I, I don't know what the the holdup is. Maybe DC or HBO Max wants to build a library that isn't just all Batman, which is fine. I mean, you, obviously, you know, you want to explore the other characters within the universe. But if you're trying to make money, print it. That's all you got to do. Right. Batman will print right. it for you. Batman pr- has been proven to print it for you. Just do it. Shit, it could be Justice League. As long as Batman is involved, it's going to print you money. Um, yeah, so I, I think, I mean, just me personally, I think that it's a, it's a series that could be revisited and rebooted and not rebooted, but, well, I guess rebooted. I don't, I, I say reboot, when I say rebooted, it scares me because I think like we're placing people that matter. Um, right. But there's people. Well, then, or, or they'll, or they'll change things for the sake of changing things. Yes. Um, because that seems to be the way of the world these days. But um yeah, I mean I'm I'm happy that it won. Um I I could sit here all night and talk you know Batman the animated series and the nuances of different episodes and you know things like that. I mean there's so much so much rich history that came as a part of the show. Um obviously, you know, they've whether them animating certain comic stories or certain comic stories spawning because of the animation or certain characters and so on and so forth i mean there's just so much um but we're about at the hour and some change mark so i think yeah man we've we've probably beat the horse to death tonight 
um, as far as future Spotlight series goes, um, if you're listening and you've made it this far, that's why we always do this stuff at the end because you guys deserve it. Um, if you've made it this far, uh, next month, obviously, with it being October, we are going to have more Halloween-themed drops. Obviously, this will drop Thursday, which will be October 1st. Um, not a big deal. Uh, obviously, it's the beginning of the month. We get two more spotlight issues. So those issues are going to be more horror slashed, you know, Halloween themed, so to speak. Yeah, yeah uh, spooky season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to kick off spooky season. Right. Um, but obviously, you know, we're going to keep putting out our, our, our biweekly schedule. Well, should we, should we tell them? Should we tell them what we're planning? What? No, I, 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 I would say, I would say stay tuned to, to Instagram, Twitter, and social medias that we're normally, you know, staying up to date on. I'd say, you know, you're, you're teasing them, man. You're teasing everybody. I would, well, I mean, I think, I mean, look, I don't know who you're going to call to figure this out, but at some point they're going to figure out what at least very least the first spotlight will be on the second one, yeah. you know, you know, don't really have to cut deep to figure out where, you know, we head with that. Right. Um, however, you know, I, I do think that, you know, we, we have the abilities. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm also watching wrestling while we're doing this and somebody just came back. That makes no fucking sense. Um, but we'll get to, we'll get to that on next week's, uh, spotlight or, uh, next week's, uh, in between the ropes. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned to all our social medias. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I don't know what you're waiting for. We do all our interacting on there. We're probably, I like to say we interact with our fans the most cause we don't have very many fans, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we do respond to everybody. We, we, you know, we like, we, you know, we share anything that you guys are interested in. If there's something you want to cover in a spotlight series, give us a, you know, Give us a shout. Let us know. Um, we have absolutely no issue. We're always looking for things to do for these episodes because obviously they're a little bit longer, they're a little bit more drawn out, but we also have to get ideas. You know, we got to get something right. that me and you, me and Charlie can talk about for an hour. Um, right. But uh, Instagram's at Dad's Got Issues Podcast. Uh, IG, or so for IG, so for Twitter is DGI Podcast. Same thing for Facebook. If you just go up to the search bar and type in at DGI podcast, it'll take you to our fan or our show page. But then in our show page, we also have a group. Um, I think we're like 60 something members, mostly just people that know us. Um, but that's where we do a lot of our polls and things like that, which we're going to we're going to do again. Um, we just got to come up with something that's cool enough to, you know, to, to kind of span a couple of weeks and get people peak people's interests, so to speak. Um, yep. but, uh, anything when you're in? No, man. I, I, you know, it was, uh, Hey, we got through this one. And so, uh, there we go. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate everybody, uh, hanging in and listening and, and hopefully the, uh, the audio, uh, sounds good on, on their end. Uh, well, but, um, and like I said, we'll make sure, like I said, I'll make sure that I get, my best attempt at editing, I should say. I figured some things out the last couple of weeks. I hope you guys have been enjoying the, the, the audio a little bit better. Um, but also stay tuned for Tuesday's 
slash Wednesday slash Thursday, whenever we can get around to dropping it. DGI TV <laughs> episode. Um, we'll touch on a little depends bit. Depends on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll touch on. Uh, we'll touch on what we're witnessing right now on television um, for wrestling. Uh, talk a little bit of comics. There's a lot of Hasbro news. I'm, I'm, I know Charlie's excited to talk about. Um, and yep. then uh, we'll get into. Um, um, some some media news too. I'm sure there's some stuff I can find to, to cover. If not, Charlie's got plenty of Hasbro. That's all. Uh, dude, Hasbro Pulse kind of man. So yeah, there you go, folks. There's your teaser for Tuesday. So. Yeah. But all right, well, all right. Well, if that's it, well, my end. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, um, hey. Thanks for uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all soon. Uh, other than that, man, if you got nothing, let's go ahead and uh, hit our music. <laughs>